Chapter 4, Creating Character Change in Your Story. Having looked at how character change works in storytelling, the question now becomes, how do you build this change for your story? In Chapter 2, On Premise, we explore the technique of going to the opposites of the basic action in the story to get a sense of the possible character change of your hero. You'll recall that the Godfather works like this. Premise. The youngest son of a mafia family takes revenge on the man who shot his father and becomes the new godfather. Weaknesses. Weaknesses at the beginning. Unconcerned, afraid, mainstream, legitimate, separated from the family. Basic action. He takes revenge. Change. Change person. Tyrannical, absolute ruler of the family. Then in chapter 3, we talked about how you set up the seven main structural steps of your story so that the character drives the plot and experiences deep change at the same time. Here, I want to focus in much greater detail on the techniques for creating the character change that will serve as the foundation for your story. When I asked earlier how you build this change, I used the word build purpose purposefully because this is where you literally set the frame of your story. Key point, always begin at the end of the change with the self-revelation, then go back and determine the starting point of the change, which is the hero's need and desire, then figure out the steps of development in between. This is one of the most valuable techniques in all of fiction writing. Use it and you will see your storytelling ability improve dramatically. The reason you start at the end point is that every story is a journey of learning that your hero takes, which may or may not be accompanied by a physical journey. As with any journey, before you can take your first step, you have to know the end point of where you're going. Otherwise, you walk in circles or wander aimlessly. By starting with the self-revelation the end of the character change, you know that every step your character takes will lead to that end. There will be no padding, nothing extraneous. This is the only way to make the story organic, that is, internally logical. To guarantee that every step on the journey is necessarily connected in every other step and that the journey builds to a crescendo. Some writers are afraid of this technique because they think it constricts them or forces them to write schematically. In fact, this technique gives you greater freedom because you always have a safety net. No matter where you are in the story, you know your eventual destination so you can take chances and try out story events that may appear on the surface to be off the path but are actually taking you in a more creative way to where you need to go. Remember, the self-revelation is made possible at the beginning of the story. This means that a good self-revelation has two parts, the revelation itself and the setup. The moment of revelation should have these qualities. It should be sudden so that it has maximum dramatic force for the hero and the audience. It should create a burst of emotion for the audience as they share the realization with the hero. It should be new information for the hero. He must see for the first time that he has been living a lie himself, about himself and that he has hurt others. It should trigger the hero to take new moral action immediately proving that the revelation is real and has profoundly changed him. The setup to the revelation should have these qualities. 
The hero must be a thinking person, someone who is capable of seeing the truth and knowing right action. The hero must be hiding something from himself. This lie or delusion must be hunting, hurting the hero in a very real way. You may notice what appears to be a contradiction, a thinking person who is lying to himself. But even though this may be a contradiction, it is real. We all suffer from it. One of the powers of storytelling is showing us how a human being who is so capable of brilliant and creative thought is also capable of intricate and enslaving delusion. Character Technique Double Reversal The standard way of expressing character change is to give the hero a need in a self-revelation. He challenges and changes his basic beliefs, then takes new moral action. Because the audience identifies with the hero, they learn when he learns. But a problem arises. How do you show your own moral vision of right and wrong action as distinct from the hero's? These visions are not necessarily the same. Also, you may wish to express the character change with more complexity and emotional impact than the standard method allows. An advanced technique for showing character change in a story is a unique kind of self-revelation, what I call the double reversal. In this technique, you give the opponent as well as the hero a self-revelation. Each learns from the other and the audience receives two insights about how to act and live in the world instead of one. There are a couple of advantages to using the double reversal over the standard single self-revelation. First, by using the comparative method, you can show the audience the right way of acting and being that is both subtler and clearer than a single revelation. Think of it as the difference between stereo and mono sound. Second, the audience is not so locked onto the hero. They can more easily step back and see the bigger picture, the larger ramifications of the story. To create a double reversal, take these steps. 1. Give both the hero and the main opponent a weakness and a need. The weaknesses and needs of the hero and the opponent do not have to be the same or even similar. 2. Make the opponent human. That means that he must be capable of learning and changing. 3. During or just after the battle, give the opponent as well as hero a self-revelation. 4. Connect the two self-revelations. The hero should learn something from the opponent and the opponent should learn something from the hero. 5. Your moral vision is the best of what both characters learn. The double reversal is a powerful technique, but it is not common. That's because most writers don't create opponents who are capable of a self-revelation. If your opponent is evil, innately, and completely bad, he will not discover how wrong he has been at the end of the story. For example, an opponent who reaches into people's chests and rips their heart out for dinner is not going to realize he needs to change. Not surprisingly, you see the greatest use of the double reversal in love stories, which are designed so that the hero and the lover, the main opponent, learn from each other. You can see examples of double reversal in films like Kramer vs. Kramer, Adam's Rib, Pride and Prejudice, Casablanca, Pretty Woman, Pretty Woman, Sex, Lies, and Videotape, Sin of a Woman, and The Music Man. Once you have figured out your hero self-revelation, you go back to the need. One of the benefits of creating a self-revelation first is that it automatically tells you your hero's need. If the self-revelation is what the hero learns, the need is what the hero doesn't yet know, but must learn to have a better life. Your hero needs to see through the great delusion he is living under to overcome the great weakness that is crippling his life.